What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to HGS Pro Talk, your weekly Halloween sports podcast. This is episode 220 for the week of January 30, 2022. The name of this episode is Setting the End Hype Stage. My name is Josh A.K. J.K. Fire. This week I'm joined by Will Game, Mr. Mayhem. I have the fucking monkey hat on. Yeah. Will, how are you doing this Monday afternoon? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm okay. Do you have too much G fuel? No, not oh. enough. Oh, Never oh, enough. Okay. What's up, Hossie? What's up, Helly? How's it going? How the fuck we doing, baby? Yeah, too much G fuel. For sure. It's never enough. Sorry for like the weird ass like monotony intro for you. You're good. You're good. Um, you're rolling. Thank you. How are you? Keep, <laughs> keep rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> oh, boy. You had to be there. You had, you to, had be. to be there. Yep. Um, Dave says, dude, sweet, dude, sweet. Oh man. Uh, that was, that was fun on Friday. It was a lot of fun. So for those who didn't remember, who didn't recall or who didn't know, uh, we did a, we did our first ever, uh, like a Twitch watch party <laughs> where we were stupid and I'll take blame. I was stupid and didn't realize that the watch party feature on Twitch, you know, in case you didn't understand this, Amazon owns Twitch. I know, crazy, right? Uh, I know. But I had no idea that you needed a Prime membership in order to join in the watch party as well. So I'm sorry. That's on me. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have something else planned for the next time we do something like this. Yep. Um, <laughs> you okay? You know, I took a sip. It went down weird. I'm just going to oh, yeah, pack it out for a Isn't that the... It's the... The science. Yeah. Cherry lime, cherry lime, baby. Ooh. Um, I'm alive. I'm okay. Will. And ah. now that you're back in, in, in to the living, um, <laughs> do you want to know what's coming up at this week's episode of the episode of the show? Sure. What do we got? The return of money Tuesday. They're back. Bye. Bye. Behemoth. For now. Tournament announcements and recaps, including the HCS, FFA, Open, and Pro Series events. Our first topic of the HCS Anaheim North American Qualifier results. Our second topic of where in the hell is Formal going to compete. The Halo Infinite updates, while greatly appreciated, do not instill confidence. And Sony purchases Bungie. That broke basically as I was doing show notes today. And I'm like, well, fuck. We might as well include an account of the game's watch because that's a big another purchase. Well, without further ado, let's get into some competitive news. Winter Series announcement. This is by Europa Halo. We are excited to present to you our Winter Series. In February, it will be a four-week event with three qualifiers leading up to a grand final. Expect more details later this week. And those more details are... Um, 4v4 Europa Halo Winter Series. First qualifiers on Saturday, September, uh, September, Jesus Christ, February 5th. I don't know why September came into my brain. You can sign up at the link included in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show, exclamation point show notes in chat. And the event will be streamed on Twitch. And I would imagine over at the Europa Halo Twitch channel, if you're not following them already, you probably should. Next news story. Money Tuesday is back. This is my LVT Productions. Thank fucking God. So, duos, dust off the sticks because Louis V. Titans Money Tuesday is back. We're partnering with First Blood for 12 events, a $1,000 prize pool each. 
10 open tournaments and two invitationals, all 2v2. And the first one is taking place on February 5th, 2022 at 2 p.m. Eastern time. It is a Money 2's 2v2, best of five, single elimination. You can register at the link included again in the Google Doc of the show. It's the show, exclamation point, show notes in chat. And uh, first place will take home $700. Second place will take home $200. And third and fourth will take home $50, respectively. Next up. Hossie said, time to grab that grain. Are we talking about, like, is that make the bread, make that bread? Or something is that another play on that phrase or am i just a fucking i'm the biggest boomer of all time right now i sound like such a fucking idiot hitting up the diet do yeah, you still dying over there my throat still had that tickle i couldn't get rid of it that's crazy well welcome back again to the land of the living again thanks jesus christ so will remember when there was talks about the the surveys going out yeah well, they have gone out. So the HCS Pro Player Survey, okay? Attention all Halo Pro Series players. We'll be sending out a survey to all competitors that have played so far. This is your chance to provide feedback to the HCS on weapons and equipment. Survey will close on February 3rd at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. What I thought was, based off the verbiage that was provided after Raleigh, it sounded like they were going to provide emails to everybody that competed at Raleigh. Yeah. But it sounds like that's not the case at all. Um, so it, it sounds like from face it, it's just the pro series players that got surveys. So it, it is what it is. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. I'll be, I'll rant later about other shit. <laughs> this doesn't deserve my time. HCS skins update. Will. this is by many first up is Justin West who asks, when's that optic kit coming? It's a great question, Justin. Well, Tashi replied with real soon. Looks insane too. I'm going to take a wild guess here and say that it's black and green. It's probably a good guess. Yeah. Rob uh, asks, will the optic kit be separate from the envy kit or will it be a coding for the envy kit? And Tashi says separate entirely because kits are coatings, not armor cores. The mangler, the mangly dangly, as it was, uh, asks, would like to see all the teams using their HCS skins in tournaments. How about they have home away dark and light versions like other sports? I'm sure you guys wouldn't mind selling home and away skins. Winking, uh, winky face also include skins for BR, AR pistol at a minimum. When we buy HCS skins, thanks. Tasha replied with more skins are on the way for different items and new colorways for, for the existing ones. Definitely haven't seen the last of it all. Mo money. All right. Well, last piece of competitive news. Are you ready for this shit? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been 84 years. <laughs> Guys, it's about fucking time. So, it finally happened. Behemoth CTF is out of ranked. For now. And this is by Unishek. Hey all, we wanted to share an update that we'll be making to our ranked arena playlists later this morning. This has already taken place. We appreciate the steady flow of feedback that you all provide, and we'll continue to make changes where we can based on that input. So what is happening? 
Based on the data and community feedback, we'll be removing the map and mode pairing of Behemoth CTF from our ranked playlist for the time being. This change will come into effect this morning via an update in our online services and will not require a download. So why? Why is it happening? Well, it was ass. That's why. But here's more technical reasonings as to why. We've seen enough data okay, to show us that the map is not performing and ranked as intended. Most of this data revolves around spawning and effective cover around the map. And I would imagine people just leaving as soon as they see it pop up. Spawning on the perimeter of the bases with a direct line of sight to the flag stand, in addition to BR-75 starts, is creating a more frenetic match uh, pace than desired. This leaves players feeling that even a well-coordinated team push into the enemy base can fall apart quickly, resulting in flagpoles being much more difficult than they should be. Huh. You know, before I even continue on, it's funny how, huh, direct lines of sight to the to where the flag is with BR starts doesn't work for competitive, huh? Hmm, crazy. It's crazy like how that map was fucking designed to be a social map with vehicles in it, Will. That's fucking bonkers. Who would have thought that was a good idea? Similarly, players seem to be respawning in places that can often feel unpredictable and therefore frustrating to deal with. This goes for both attacking and defending teams. Yeah, because the spawning sucks ass. It's not just behemoth. There also appears to be a lack of viable cover opportunities throughout the map which is exacerbated when all players are wielding a BR. As a result, players often find themselves engaged in firefights with limited options from the outside of the map. It's because the map's fucking open! <laughs> oh my god! You guys literally took a big open map that was designed for 4v4 when it shouldn't be, and you took the vehicles away, which I don't like vehicles, but from a social perspective, that's fine! Guys, I love you, but come on. Overall, we want to improve the rank CTF experience on the map before reintroducing it to these playlists. I'm gonna, I'll finish this. What happens next? We're going to take some time to address the areas mentioned above and make changes to improve the ranked behemoth experience. If we are confident that we are able to do so successfully and verify that through rigorous testing then we'll consider adding it back into the ranked experience in the future. Thank you again for playing and providing us with plenty of data and feedback on this. We'll continue to monitor the performance of all of our map and mode combos in Halo Infinite's playlists throughout the life of the game. Uni, this isn't... John, this isn't to you. Okay, this isn't directly to you. I just want to throw this out there. Don't add it back! The only way... I, I mean this. I sincerely mean this. The only way you're going to be able to add that back and not have the same issue is if you, A, rework the spawn system, which you just explained was not good, which it can be done. Obviously, it can yeah. be done. It'd be great. It'd be great for every map, not just Behemoth. But the second thing is you would have to add to the map. I think that's what they're doing. And that's... <sighs> it's what it sounds like to me, right? Am I? Am I... Out there thinking. No, that you're not out there because that's what I exactly think is going to happen too. And they never gave a timeline on it. Mm -mm. 
And so they, they could wait until fucking, they could wait till Forge is done. And then bring it back into the playlist once Forge is out. And like, hey, check out these new Forge objects we've added for the first time ever. And now they're on this map. What's up, Brian? What about, like, just putting, I mean, they have to put more lines, things that break that line of sight, right? Yeah. And what if they, like, shrink it down? Like, don't have the outsides. It's a completely different map, then. Just like bring it, bring it in. That a would be bit. very behemoth size, then, would it? Well, <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ, dude, just fucking keep it out. I swear to God. Well, it's still in for Slayer, right? Because it says the, the combination of behemoth and CTF have been removed. Is that the map is fully removed or just behemoth CTF? So I don't recall. Does anybody know? Has anyone recently gotten? I was going to say, I feel Behemoth like I've Slayer. only, I feel like I've only played CTF Behemoth in ranked. Mm. I don't recall ever playing uh, Behemoth Slayer in ranked. That might just be me though. I might just be not thinking correctly. Maybe. I don't know either. That's a good, uh, that's a good point. Maybe I need to hop back. Halo uh, Infinite. On the sticks. Ranked maps and modes. We're going to do a quick search. See if I can find something. Of the Googles. Um, are they not listed anywhere? I'm not able to. Oh, wait. Oh. Hold on. You may have found something. Ranked Arena. Aha. Uh -huh. Slayer is not on Behemoth. There we go. Aquarius, Bazaar, Live Fire, Recharge, and Streets. Nothing on Behemoth. Capture the Flag is the only thing that's on Behemoth. So they strictly took it out. So it is out. Qu question answered. Right. So Hasi says Attrition has it. Right. But that's not in the ranked playlist. That is a... That's yeah. a social event so. game uh, event game type and mode combo or whatever the fuck. So is that. My hair is fucking crazy. I'm sorry, guys. This is why I wear hats. <laughs> I said fuck it today. I'm heated. Um... No, I'm I'm all I just need to say this. Wait, rage yeah, just put it in BTB and pretend this ever happened. Seriously, like the fact you what boggles my mind, I'm all for trying to make things better. Honestly, I, I truly, truly am. Because if you think about it, while I dislike Behemoth in its current iteration, that does take a map away from the ranked experience. It does. But at the same time, it's not in competitive anyway. Like the HCS stuff. Right. Now, what's to say that once this gets tuned, fixed, whatever, maybe it gets added to it that could be. pool. If it's good enough. Right. You never know. It's just when this map released in its, in its state, right, they hyped this map up as an opportunity to, to bring vehicles back in 4v4. That is how they, how they pimped this map out. <laughs> and what do you do? You shoved this fucking thing in ranked. And you removed the only thing that made it viable in a 4v4 setting. And I still think that map is too big for 4v4. So, I... Uh, it's really hard to, like, support your teammates when it's that big. It's got, like, you a know, you, sand trappy vibe to me. You leave you leave too many... For, for ranked, you leave too many alleys open. Yes. You can't cover everything. And it's too open in general. Like, it seriously, it gives me sand trap vibes... In a sense that the sides are just straight up open field. Have fun. There are vehicles on it. 
and you have sight lines cross map. That, that is what that map reminds me of. We just need two elephants circling the outside. Sure, but that just that brings <laughs> me to that point. What type of map is Sand Trap? It's a BTB map. Now, granted, that map is big, as in it fits 8v8, right? Yeah. Behemoth, maybe not 8v8, and I know we don't go 6v6, but it, fe- it feels too big for 4v4 for me. It just does. I don't know. Um... Brian says it was doomed to fail if that was the goal. I, I'm telling you, man, when they when they first introduced that map, they they touted it. They in one of the Vidocs or in the promotional material, they were talking about how they were so excited to reintroduce vehicles to 4v4. What is the only map in the game that has vehicles on it? The behemoth. Behemoth. Thank only you. One. All right. That's it for the competitive news. Woo! Your upcoming terms of the week presented by Noob Combo. Check out noobcombo.com for all your Halo Wii sports needs. And buy their merch too. Uh, speaking of which, we'll pimp bars out later on in the show. Uh, Monday, January 31st, that's today, the HCS series. For <laughs> you bring in the If you like that? The FFA series for those who need clarification. I'm a little Kirk Cousins. You like that? For Australia, New Zealand, Mexico, EU, and NA, week number three. Uh, yeah, week number three. Sounds like you're cold. It's Minnesota, you know? <laughs> you know, at least it's a little bit warmer today. And tomorrow. It's going to be nicer tomorrow. Like 35 or some shit? I'll take it. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the Esports Arena Series E qualifier number one. On Tuesday, February 1st, we have the GLG Foreigners Mantle 4v4. On Friday, February 4th, we have the UGC Collegiate Spring Season Kickoff Tournament and the EGL Master Chief Cup number 9. On Saturday, February 5th, we have the UYU Women of Infinite 4v4 Tournament and the EGL Cleveland Cavaliers. Wow. Halo Infinite 4v4. And on Sunday, February 6th, we have the uh, Peak. I probably mispronounced that. Peak. Or Pique. Pique. I don't know. Halo Infinite Pequeaboo. Peekaboo. Peek. It's, it's peak. It's peak. It's peak. We... Peak Halo Infinite Peekaboo Co-Ed 2v2. Holy shit. That took forever. Clip that shit. Uh, the Europa Halo Winter Series Qualifier number one and the HCS Open Series for Australia, New Zealand, Mexico, and EU week number six. And if you did not notice in when I was talking about that, NA is not included because the uh, Anaheim qualifier took place, which means there will not be an open series event until Anaheim is complete. So there you go. Nice. Will. Yeah. Side eye in there. Uh, that's peak. Will, that's it for the upcoming terms of the league. Presented by noobcom.com. Check out noobcom.com. It's a merch. Will, what do we got next? Roster media. Uh, nothing to report at this time for roster mania. We'll kind of talk about things in our second topic, right? Yeah. Kind of a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Check out the topic section. Yeah. Well, just kinda. stay tuned because it's coming yeah. up, you know, that's all. Just stay tuned. It's coming up. Will. Yeah. Scrim recaps in, in our tournament and league recaps. Um, again, all scrims for all regions, all scrim results for all regions are available at halodatahive.com. Go to uh, halodatahive.com. 
for our Halo stats needs. <laughs> we'll see if that sticks out. Well, uh, uh, notable scrims, though, that I have pointed out here. On Wednesday, January 26th, we had E United going 8-5 and five against FaZe. Good showing from them. And then FaZe actually doing the same number to Sentinels 8-5. to five. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Owen Wilson. Uh, Friday, January 28th. Sentinels beat Optic 7-6. to six. Close series. Yes, and that's why I pointed out, because Optic are holding their own, but it's only in fucking scrims. And Saturday, January 29th, we have the Sentinels going up against G2 Esports, 7-5 to five going to Sentinels. And the reason why I called this out is because G2 holding their own against Sentinels in the scrim as well. Good to see it. Good to see it. Well, that's it for the scrim recaps. What do we got for the tournament and league recaps for the last week? We have the Calgary Halo Wild West Wednesdays. This is week number two, and the results are in third place. Bow, 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 bow. In third place, we had shopping mall streakers and corrupt. And second went to Fate and Co. And first went to Sabinati. Bow, bow, bow. Next up, we had the EGL Master Chief Cup number eight. In third, fourth, we had AGMM and uh, is it? It is how that is spelled. Mechants? Sure. Me- Meechants? I had no idea. Second, went to uh, Beans, Market Beans. Hmm. And first went to XEO. It's funny how that with one additional letter, it'd just be a completely different word. Yeah. You know? Because that's what I thought it was. Like I thought merchants? it read Merchants. Yeah. And then there's I, no R. Yeah, but there's no R. What the fuck? Uh, next up, EGL Halo Banished Cup results in third, fourth, Bad Team in Solace. And second, Gideon and first, HSK. We also had the Halo Hub, Halo Infinite, Free For All. And here are the results. In eighth place, we had, I want to say, Matthias. Seventh went to Versify. Sixth, the Lion. Fifth, re- Reversed. Fourth went to Immaculate. Third, Johan MC. Second, Lion's Duke. Yeah. And first went to Moosh. 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 God. Got some bass behind that one. Moosh. Next up, AGN Halo. Community Gaming Halo Infinite 4v4. Fourth place went to Trivec. Second, 002. Kind of like 007, but 002. Uh, yeah. Second went to CN Envisions. Or just Envision. No S on the end or Z. However you want to. First went to Ignis Esports. You know, if you didn't say anything, it like, could have just rolled with yeah, it. Yeah, you could have just rolled with it. Next up, Halo uh, Comunidad España. Halo Infinite. 2v2 results. And fourth, uh, La Vendicion. Third went to Cyrus Clan. Second, Feel the feel, should it say Fear the Mangler, but it's Feel the Mangler. Feel the Mangly Dangly. And first went to Prob Better Than You. Uh, they won, so yeah. They did. They were better than everybody else in that scenario. Yeah. Uh, next up, Penn Halo, January Halo Infinite 4v4 Draft Tournament. And third place went to Team Butter Sauce. I do like a good butter sauce. Oh uh, second went to Team Literally Bad. Well, not, not horribly bad. And then first went to Team Boxers, bro. Awesome. Uh, next up, Scion Esports. Halo Infinite Land results in fourth place. Get yourself tested. Which sure. you should. Third, Organized Chaos. That's a good and bad thing. Uh, second went to Bama's Finest. First went to Cat. Cat 5 or Cats? It's Cat 5, I think. Cat 5. All right. You know, like the, the cable? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Cat 6. But we're, but we're past that. Oh, yeah, we got like pr- Cat 
eight now or something? We're, yeah, we're far. Like, I've cat six running in the house, and I'm like, and, and that's not even, you know? There's, it's, it's, we're so far past it now. It's crazy. What the hell? Uh, next up, we have the HCS FFA series. This is week two <laughs> results from Mexico. In eighth place, we had Grimsy, Grimsty, sorry, Blue Zide, uh, Chico Y2J, Paradise, Reaper Rips, Dolan's, Dolan's Season, yeah, Pool, and then Magico taken first. From Australia, New Zealand, starting in eighth, we had Blake, seventh went to Mr. Chaos, uh, I almost said fifth, but it's sixth place, uh, United Struct. Fifth went to Lith 2. Fourth went to I'm Bananasaurus. That's a good one. That's a, that is a good one. Third went to Scoobmeister. I do like that name. That's a good one. Second went to... is it Swing Scoob. I'm going to go with Divinity. I think you're right on that. And first went to Barcode. Who would have fucking guessed that? Look at that. Part of the Chiefs. Who would have thought? Next up, from the EU region. In eighth place, Respectful. Seventh to Foxy. Sixth went oh. to Flux. Fifth went to Zuh. Fourth, Blizz. Third, Kimbo. Second, Legend. And first, T-Banged. T-Banged. Ooh, baby. baby. When T-Move, T-Move. I go crazy. What's up, Bert uh, Bobane? Yo. Welcome to the live show. Rat's Nest was that gas. Moving on from the NA HCS FFA series results. Eighth went to, is it, oh my. This one gives me the problem, huh? Is it uh, Chica? Chica? I don't know. Uh, seventh went to Reverbed. Sixth, Deedle. Fifth, Carmea. Fourth went to oh, OG Halo Noob. Third went to Gumplection. Second, Fate ZD. And first went to Porky J. Very nice. Moving on to the Pro Series results from Mexico. Seventh and eighth included New Bloods and Cinta Negra. Fifth, sixth, Dream Conspiracy and Alter Esports. In fourth place was Fire and Ice Esports. And that included Luderic, Idragonac, Nugget, and Ibullet. Third went to Re Belg? Rebel GG. There you go. Third went to, uh, that is Rorch. Re. Re. <laughs> we got there. It's fine. Yeah. Rorch, Laylocks, Strikey, and Lure. Second went to Timbers Esports. Noble, Magico, Pool, and Timber. And first went to PK. Tapping buttons, Gambino, uh, Atso, and Drift. Back to back to back to back. They don't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. From Australia, New Zealand. Seventh, eighth was Team Malicious and Team Immunity. Fifth, sixth was BBR and Death Ruptor fans. Fourth went to Dire Wolves, which included Balds, Dino, Vamped, and Zirkle. Third went to Demons, uh, Lolly, Square, Plasma, and Sways. Second went to Divine Mind, uh, Berserk, Raided, Beaston, and Flex Reigns. And first went to the Chiefs, Barcode Pips, Madzie, and Slays. Back to back to back to back! Divine Mind didn't take that first game off of them. But look where it got them. But not uh, far enough. The Chiefs turned up after that. It was it was something. They do turn up. They tend to do that. Coming out of the EU region in 7th, 8th, we had Team Twisted and Bongo. 
Fifth, sixth was Navi, and who knows? Fourth place went to the Lads, which was Septic, Cristola, Morga, and Quadios. Third went to HMCA, Flux, Ramirez, Riots, and Lunny. Second, Quadrant, SLG, Frager, Navirix, and Chick. And first went to Ascend, Snipe Drone, Sicka, Legend, and Shady. Back to back to back to back! And out of North America, here we go. Seventh and eighth, Space Station and G2. Fifth, sixth, Xset in E United. Fourth went to Optic, Lucid, ABG, Pistola, and Trippy. Third went to Phase Clan, Snipe Down, Bound, Boo Boo Doo Boo, and Falcated. Second went to Sentinels, Snakebite, Formal, Lethal, and Frosty. And first, Cloud Nine, Renegade, Equal, Penguin, and Stellar. Back to back to back to back! All. All fucking four regions yeah. had the same team win all four of the Pro Series events. Interessante. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's crazy. The story's going to be who can take down the top contenders. Really? Yeah. Like, mm, Cloud9 looks scary. Sorry, you ready for this? Yeah. So okay. I, have, I have some notable information, Will. So, the first part of this is talking about Optic, okay? So, Optic started out the tournament hot. Then came crashing into a different brick wall. This time, red instead of green. Get it? Because the green wall. (laughs) (laughs) After two owing Sentinels in the winner's bracket, the Optic boys go to face off against a red-hot phase roster who simply maintain composure throughout the entire series starting with a complete collapse by Optic in Live Fire Strongholds. Optic had the lead for basically the entire game, and convincingly so, all up to the 239-point mark. Now remember, you only need 250 to win. FaZe then started to get control of the map, along with capture points, to climb back and take the win 250 to 239. Optic came back and recharged Slayer to win 50 to 40, but you know what the pros say? Anyone can win a Slayer. I wish I could say Bizarre CTF was a close game, but I'd be lying. FaZe asserted dominance, proving they're continually getting better as a squad, taking the game in a convincing 5-0 and sending Optic to the loser's bracket. Optic then made quick work of X-Set to just go right back to against Sentinels. But this time, something was different. Sentinels just took over to win the Series 2-0, eliminating Optic from the tournament. Like, there's no, no competition. So Sentinels now go on to face FaZe, who just came off of a series against Cloud9. Well, the series was very back and forth. It all came down to a Game 5 Streets Slayer. Remember when I said that anyone can win a Slayer? Well, FaZe should have won this game. Being ahead by 5-6 to six kills the entire game up to the 40 kill mark is making a statement. Sentinels had another statement of their own by winning the game 50-46 to and the series 3-2. to FaZe started to fall apart, taking one-on-one fights they didn't need to, just like Optic before them, and losing setups consistently. Sentinels capitalized in the situation and kept getting kill after kill. And then I didn't include Cloud9 in here because they just fucking wiped the floor with Sentinels like they were expected to. And they just did exactly that. That's what I got. All right. We'll round it off with the last open series results from week five here. 
So from Mexico in fourth place, we had Ignis Esports. Third was Dream Conspiracy. Second was Cruelty. And first, Pittsburgh Knights. Australia New Zealand. Demons in fourth. Immunity in third. BBR in second. First was the Chiefs. EU. Uh, Navi in fourth. Third was Flying Dutchman. Second, Quadrant First Ascend. There you go. So who would have thought? Same shit, different day. Same shit, different day. And <laughs> and you, hopefully, Anaheim, on land, hopefully there's some type of different story that comes out of it. I mean, hell, even if Cloud9 win, like, just make it close. Like, whoever is that second place team, just make it close. Sure. Please. God damn it. Um, Our first topic of the week. HCS Anaheim North American qualifier results. Um, Will, do you want to read through the results for me? Sure. So these are the, for, for those wondering, these are the qualified teams that are coming out of this qualifier into uh, Anaheim pools. Okay. So this is the eight teams that qualified from this qualifier. Will go ahead. Here we go. Xset, Kratos, Suppressed, Suspector, and Arctic, Oxygen Esports. Common, Name, Swish, and Haynes. G1, Squally, Perdevinator, Marbs, and Ali. Complexity, Triton, Hysteria, Vetra, and Rob the Turtle. Fanatic, Super CC, Jazeera, Septify, and Envoy. Push and P, Aperture, Filthy G, Huss, and Hotshot Ghost. We Love Anime is Rami, Bohm, Neuronical, and Collect. And Incognito, Harmea, Piggy Saiyan, uh, Tony Sun, and Cycle. So the question is, is Boam, Boam? <laughs> Remember when we fucking... Yes, we, yes, heard that. Unbelievable. So yeah, your Anaheim qualified teams, therefore, are, Will. Yes, from Raleigh will be Space Station Gaming, G2, Optic Gaming, Pioneers, Sentinels, FaZe, E United, and Cloud9. And from the Anaheim qualifier, Xset, Oxygen Esports, G1 Complexity, Fnatic, Push and P, We Love Anime, and Incognito. And then uh, the pools will be made based off the seedings from these teams. Um, I did see a Reddit post yesterday. Nice. Of people looking like, where do I find all these series? Because they're, um, the official Halo channel doesn't stream them all. Nope. Um, you have a link here in our show notes. Check out the VODs. Check out Louis V. Titan on Twitch. They stream a lot of the open series, a lot of the other content that's going on. And it's 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 great content. It's definitely worth the watch. To put it in perspective, that vod that's included there is twelve hours long. Yeah, and they, so they, they stream the whole thing. They stream the whole qualifier, the matches that they were able to spec like able to get in to observe. They casted all of them. They had a massive group. Uh, they have a massive team that's dedicated to doing everything the right way, and it definitely shows. The production's top notch. And if you have not checked out a, an LVT stream before, you absolutely should do so. Especially considering Money Tuesdays are coming back. Um, yeah, absolutely. Go check that out. And then the other thing is, uh, for, for those who are looking at those qualified teams from Raleigh, you would notice that G2 is in there. Um, again, for those who did not know, uh, Navi actually placed better than G2 at Raleigh, but Navi is an EU team. Therefore the team with the highest amount of points that was next in line for North America would get that pool play spot. And that is G2. So there's that. Yeah. Um, it looks like you have some notable information from 
those uh, the qualifiers as well here. I do. So the first up is um, Enable and Roy on status quo. This is by Enable. He states, had a blast filling in for status quo, but unfortunately couldn't qualify. It was fun playing competitively, but I have no plans on competing in future unless it's under 100 thieves. Good luck to all the teams. So for those who don't know, he is a content creator, I believe, for 100 Thieves. He's associated with 100 Thieves. Enable, yes. Yep. So, and he clearly says it. Unless 100 Thieves comes into Halo, I don't want to compete. It'd be cool for Roy to stick around, though. It would be very cool. So, yes, Roy also filled in. Um, Don't know how that's going to be taking place there if something changes. But, yeah, it was really fucking cool to see him back. (laughs) Um. A team that did not qualify for Anaheim that have actually placed pretty damn well in these open series pro series events over the weeks um, was BBG. Um, regardless of the mines stuff, right? They have they had a solid roster. They have a solid roster, and they've they've placed pretty damn well, um, continually qualifying into the pro series. It looks like they just weren't able to clutch it out here. So kind of surprised to not see them in there. Um, and then obviously status quo was enabled stated did not qualify either kind of surprising there too. Um, they had a pretty good run at Raleigh. Uh, just again, we're not able to keep momentum up. They were getting into, they were qualifying for pro series week in week out. Um, but again, just not able to capitalize. So hopefully we see these teams bounce back better after Anaheim. All right. Well, second topic of the week, where will formal go? Um, headquarters. Optic Hex quarters. Yeah. That's I mean, you're probably, he's probably already there. Okay. Cool. But, uh, so <laughs> formal on leaving Sentinels. So for those who are unaware of the situation, right? Um, the set Sentinels roster Royal two, uh, was found guilty of geo filtering. Um, whether or not he, un- he knew it at the time, it is what it is. He faced the consequences. He served his term in internet prison and he has now been released from jail. Um, not real prison. He was never sent to actual prison. Okay. This is just imagine. Yes. Oh my God. No, <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, Royal two has been freed from his internet prison. Um, he is now back with his main Sentinels guys and therefore formal is no longer a member of that roster. So Snakebite put out a statement. He said, big thanks to my brother formal for keeping the vibes through these pro series, even with no practice made a little noise in the pro series and clutched up with top two excited to see where Matt ends up. And I know he's going to be a force all year. Good luck, homie, much love. And, uh, also uh, something we didn't mention in the, uh, in the pro series event, something I forgot to include, but, um, if Sentinels had one, uh, that the, this last pro this last pro series tournament. Yeah. If they would have won, they would have not been in the, the pool of death with cloud nine, but they are going to be in the pool of death with cloud nine, apparently. Mm. So that'll be exciting to say the least. I'm pretty sure two teams come out of there in champ bracket anyway. Right. So it could just be them, but like we still crazy. To, we do get to see Sentinels cloud nine early. Then we do. It'll be great. We do in pools. Yep. Um, and then from formal, he states came up short in the finals versus C nine GGs to them after Anaheim, any teams that want to make something happen, let's do it. It was a pleasure playing with the send boys. So again, after Anaheim. Okay. 
Yeah. Now that doesn't necessarily say that he doesn't have a team for Anaheim because technically I, what is it? You have to have three out of four for the roster. Yes. You have one move. He could have joined someone now. Technically. Now here's, I have this bookmarked because I want to use this always as a reference point. Um, I have the 2021, 2022 season reveal article bookmarked and roster lock for Anaheim is today. Okay. As we are recording this today is roster lock for Anaheim. So if he had January 31st, yes. So if he, if he had a team to be on for Anaheim, that would be locked today. Hmm. So in other words, um, we could probably check tomorrow the face it website, right? Yeah. We could check face it's website tomorrow and make and and see if the rosters are there and we could see if he's on any of them. Um, unless he announces something, right? We'll have to wait and see. Nice job. Will. <laughs> so that's, there's that. But then in his replies, a formals tweet, right? In his replies, TSM reached out and said, Hey, well, Dominic, the TSM uh, vice president of esports also reached out and said, Hey, formal, let's talk. Huh? But that wasn't all will. Yeah. I also saw that the founding CEO of G2 named Carlos also reached out and said, hello. So who knows who they drop to pick up formal if they did, because though, because like G2 has a solidified roster, they are a partnered organization within the league right now. Um, and they've qualified for Anaheim. So who knows what's going to happen there? So will, I'm going to ask you this Mm -hmm. after Anaheim, because I'm thinking, I think we're, I think we might agree on this, that once Anaheim's completed, this would, this could be an opportunity for teams to reevaluate themselves where we get like a true roster mania where people are flying all over the place. You might, because we've had at that point, we would have two lands under our belt, right? I'm sure the first one did not come with a lot of practice, but you've had a good amount of practice leading up to this one. All the open series, all the pro series events, all the side tournaments that are taking place. You've had a good amount of time to practice all the scrims. So I'm wondering if after, after Anaheim, the shuffle begins. It's possible. So, Will, my question to you is, we don't technically have to answer right now, but I'll ask you. Does Formal get picked up by an existing roster, or does Formal go to a new one that doesn't exist yet? And does he stay on that roster? That's what I really want to know. See, my, my thought process here is that there's not going to be like a one-for-one one drop. We drop this person, formal comes in. I feel like it'll be like a roster is like blown up. Maybe a couple rosters would have to be blown up and then a new team is formed out of that. Okay. Like let's just say, for instance, United's not happy with a... Fifth to through eighth placing. Okay. Either is G two and Space Station, right? And they all blow up their teams. 
Like We're not saying this is happening. This is a hypothetical situation. Yeah, hypothetical scenario. So let's say I could see formal. Maybe they're, they're going to want to take the top talent from all the blown up teams. Sure. So I could see maybe like a Ryan Noob Spartan. Oh, shit. Maybe ace and formal. Okay. Keep talking. You're but, good. Keep going. I mean, yeah. That's all I had, though. <laughs> Oh, oh, he's got to adjust the logo. How much better that is. It's centered now. And I didn't even notice that. That was bugging the shit it out of me right there. fine. Now it's better. Now it's perfect. All right. Look at that. For it's like audio. it was on the wall the whole time, Will. It's crazy. For the audio listeners, our graphic behind us is a literal graphic and not a poster. Yes, it's and not it, real. The camera was maybe bumped a little bit, and it sure. was off. The graphic was off center of the wall, and Josh had to fix the camera. I did, but now it looks so much better. It was fine before, but it looks great now. <laughs> so that would be what I think happens with formal, though. What about so you, yourself? Okay, so you don't think he gets picked up by a brand new roster? You think something's blown up and he gets put on an existing something or other? Yeah. Oh, you're saying like does hundred thieves come in or yeah or TSM? Yep. Sorry, I should have clarified. Right. I could see, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're now. Would because, they build a roster around him? Like, would would he get to pick? I'm so because he he's optic. He's like he will forever be optic, right? Yeah, he is a, he and he's also like for for like business reasons, he is con, he's a, he has a contract under optic for content for content creation. Yeah. Now so, that's not to say the contract could be bought out or anything like that, but yeah, he seems like he's diehard optic. I feel like yeah, he he's he's diehard optic. So like I don't know. It feels weird for him to come into like a hundred thieves or a TSM or anything like that, but he does want to play with some top talent. It seems like, yeah, I've seen him scrimming and playing halo infinite a lot on a stream. I think if he was able to keep the, cause like when he played with Sentinels, he still had optic formal was his gamer tag. Yeah. So like, it still does. Right now, obviously. So if as long as a team would allow him to be optic formal on say hundred thieves TSM, I could see that happening as long as the right pieces were in place. I don't think that formal wants to play with a sub eighth place team. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. And unless he can think that they can make a run with the team that's around him, then I don't see him necessarily putting that time in. I don't know. Yeah. Because that also cuts into the content creation side of things. That's why he kind of left Call of Duty, right? He didn't have that. The passion to compete. The passion to compete. In Call of Duty. Right. And maybe that has to do with the CDL or the games that have been released recently. But either or way. Both. um, Who knows how long will Halo satisfy that need? Maybe, maybe it's scratching the itch for him now. But I don't know. But that brings it to that brings it to that point that I was that I have as well as that. How long does he compete for then? Yeah, because we've we saw what happened with Space Station. He was on that roster. He was scrimming with that roster. He was prepared to compete with that roster, and then Sentinels came in when they weren't even going to go to Raleigh. Like they were going to boycott Raleigh because of Royal Two situation. I, I feel like the players were going to boycott it, but then the org may have been like, no no no. I don't know. 
I, all I know is that they reached out to formal and formal's like, well, I mean, what do you think? Yeah. When the top, one of the top teams asks you to play, you play. Yeah. When, when the best team asks you to play because before, before infinite, they were the best team. True. So obviously, and even said, that's the reason why he took it. So my question is, if things don't go well right away, does he tough it out and stick with them? Or does he just uproot and leave? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. That's a good question. I don't know. Another we'll have to wait and see. Where will formal go? Nobody knows. Except <laughs> formal, probably. He's probably got a good idea of where he wants to be. I would hope so. Well, that's it for our topics. So, Will, let's get into some regular news. Well, it's official. Halo Infinite is the largest Halo launch in history. This is by Halo. They state, with over 20 million Spartans joining us so far, we're thrilled to announce that Halo Infinite is the biggest launch in Halo franchise history. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on the next step in this great journey. Congratulations to the Halo crew. That's awesome. I think being free to play is really fucking cool um, in some instances, but I also wish that a lot of shit was fixed. So we'll just have to wait and see. Halo, the series official trailer by Paramount Plus. This released during the AFC championship game between the Bengals and the Chiefs. And if you didn't know how that ended, who Joey Burrow, baby. Uh, the, the, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. I think for the first time in 30 years or something like that. They hadn't won a playoff game in 30 years. There you go. They haven't won a playoff game in 30 years. Now they're going to the bowl. Joe Burrow. Wait, we can't say Super Bowl. The big game. Oh, shit. My bad. Joe Burrow. Quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. This was his second year as a full starter in the league. Really is the second year in the league because the first year, even as a rookie, he started. He was thrown in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was injured partway yeah. through the series, partway through his first season, his rookie season, with a career threatening injury. He, he wasn't even expected to come back. Well, second year in the league, not only does he come back, but he leads his team to the big game. I couldn't believe it. I was so happy. So fucking happy for him, for that team. So, so cool. What's up, Tetra? Welcome back. So, so cool. And then just to finish out the football talk for just a second. uh, Then we had the 49ers and the Rams go head to head in the NFC championship game. And the Rams squeaked by with a win in that one. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo threw a terrible interception. At the end of the game, I won't, I don't want to necessarily blame him for everything because obviously there's a whole game to be played, right? Sure. But that last interception was brutal. Um, Not necessarily his fault either. Didn't it hit off the receiver? And then, yes. Yeah. And like then the it, Ram like, got it, it. it hit like the receiver, the defender, and then it popped out to the other defender. Yeah. 
So it was just in the, the the drive before that, or was it the yeah the interception end of the game? But the drive before that, where the Rams were going for their field goal, a Niners defender dropped a clear as day interception against Matthew Stafford. Against I Stafford. saw that too. So yep. It, it could have gone either way there. Yep. But either way, the Rams are headed to the big game as well, and. To also put things in perspective, I'm a massive Stafford fan. I'm so glad he got out of Detroit. And now, not only did he win his first playoff game this season, but that first playoff win eventually led them to get to the big game as well. You, you look at the the quarterbacks competing, and it's both their first time there. Yep, it's both kinda, their first time. It's It's going to be a great story, a great game to watch, I believe. I can't wait. Who do you give? I guess let's just round it out right now. Who do you give the edge to? I give the edge to the Rams as a better roster overall. I give, but I was talking to Dom about this. This game, and this is a good thing for me because I I like both teams in this scenario. Yeah. I'd love for Stafford to win because he's never had that opportunity to get there before. And now he's there. So I'd love for him to win because, like I said, even in the NFC, we're, we're NFC North, okay? So they're one of our rival teams. But I've loved Stafford. I think he was never given a fair shot, and the lines are just terrible. So him finally being where he can, like, flourish, I love it. Yeah. But then the flip side, this is the analogy I was going to make. I was talking to Dom about this, and I can't help but feel that this is a Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl all over again where everybody is counting the Bengals out. Just sure. like everybody counted the Eagles out. And what happened in that Super Bowl, Will? Well, the Eagles won. Exactly. And I, if the Bengals somehow win this game, I will be so happy because Burrow, that roster is really young, and, yeah. and Burrow brought that franchise from the fucking dead into a Super Bowl, the big game. In his second <laughs> year. His second year. Yeah. So I'm I'm at the point where a season and a half, really. I think just a let's I I'm rooting for the Rams and Stafford. But I think the edge goes to the Bengals. They shut down a high powered Chiefs offense. Chiefs offense. Yep. And anyway. No, I I I go, agree. Go Rams, but I'll be happy with the result either way. I agree with you completely because also what I told Dom, the Bengals seem more hungry. Like you look at Aaron Donald on the Rams, he looks hungry as fuck. But like you look at the entire Bengals team from front end to back end, like that team looks hungry. The Niners were the only team, I think, to hold the Rams with no sacks that game, too. Yep. Which is huge for Aaron Donald Aaron Donald and Von Miller on the other side of the ball. Yes. I don't know if the Bengals can do that. Will, do you know what? You knew what happened in that Bengals-Titans game. Burrow was sacked nine times, and they still won. Yeah, but I don't feel like that happens in the big game. Oh, no, but I'm just saying, he was sacked nine times, and they still won the fucking game. Anyway, let's. we should move on from the football talk. Oh, man. I, I'm sorry. Uh, Shio, welcome back. It's good to see you. All right. So Halo the Series, the official trailer, came out during the AFC Championship game, which we already discussed. 
And uh, you should go watch the trailer. It says, find the Halo, win the war, March 24th. That's when it's coming out. Paramount Plus, you can watch it there. And uh, it was something. I'm excited overall. Um, Yeah. It looked, it looked decent. The, my favorite part was the uh, the fight scene with the two uh, elites. Elites that was that was sick. Yes. Um, Cortana looks a little too realistic for me. Yes, that's what you and everybody else are saying. Rightfully yeah. so. Rightfully yeah. so. Um, but either way, it looks. I think I'm. I'm just. I have to keep in mind it's not canon. It's an outside story. We're about to talk about that. I'm gonna have to just take it as it is. You have to wait and see. It looks it looks more grand in nature, right? It, it does, and I and I love that. It looks like uh, because playing the Halo titles, right? Reading some of the books is that things are a lot more grand in scale. Like there are different worlds. There's different rings. There's different. There's everything, right? Yeah. So seeing how the show kind of interprets that looked awesome. So. Speaking of the show, Silver Debrief, A New Beginning. This is by Alex Wakeford over at HaloWaypoint.com. The Silver Timeline. This brings us neatly. So I'm not reading through the entire article. The article's long. You can go read it yourself if you'd like to. This is just a snippet that kind of explains what this is. This brings us neatly to the main topic of our first Silver blog, the Silver Timeline itself. Silver is the name of the Central Spartan Fire Team. And, of course, a nod to the Silver Screen, too. Naturally, the name stuck. The Silver Timeline is a unique vision of the Halo universe that contains and embraces many key elements of the core canon that has spanned the last two decades, but with relevant contextual and narrative details that diverge in ways appropriate and necessary to the storytelling opportunities presented by the TV medium and and our collaboration with creative partners. To tell the best Halo stories we can, we want to protect the integrity, simplicity, and future of the core canon, but also not be limited by it when faced with the realities of a new medium and the process of production. As a result, we made the decision to set the Halo television series in an authentic but independent timeline. As Will said, not canon. Someone did a freeze frame on one of the, like someone someone with a weapon. Sure. And it was, it was literally, they were holding like an AK. It's like, good to see the AKs are still rummaging around in the uh, 2500s. You see the, the Jeep Grand Cherokee in, in the back too? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah. It's either that or, yeah, it was it was an SUV though sitting in the in the back. Nice. Um. All right. Time for more ranty shit. Here we go. Server selection? Eh, maybe not. So this is by many. Uh, I Spiteful states... Halo Infinite is quite literally unplayable on 120 to 250 ping every single match. About to lose my damn mind, man. Uh, Will, who responds? Oh, yeah, yeah. Unishek. Responds. I just confirmed that this is because of players geofiltering in your matches. This is not intended, and the team is working to address this quickly due to the rough experience these bad actors are creating for everyone else in the match. We'll share even more info soon. Mr. Bear states, will there be a server selection later down the track? Because this uh, is going to hurt the Australian Asian community because we played on high ping all through Halo 5 and MCC till the selection got added and an infinite, we get 250 to 300 ping. Unishek responds with those initial matches were with bad ping should have been fixed on our side fairly quickly after launch. 
I'd put good money on that any matches on that high of a ping nowadays are due to bad actors. That didn't answer the question. I get that there are bad actors in the game. I understand that. It's the nature of it. And I'm not saying it's not ever going to come. But what the fuck response was that? No mention of a potential timeline as to when server selection may or may not be included in the game. It's it's mind-boggling for me that we're still waiting for a roadmap for a live service game. It and there's literally no mention of if and when there's going to be a server selection added, especially for these communities who are hurting because it's not a feature that's built into this game. And it's a feature that's built into many other core FPS shooters. I mean, FPS games. Let's just say I'm getting really like we always mention on this show. We'll have to wait and see. And a long, long time ago, uh, in our show, I felt it was kind of like a joke. Like we're like Shane up next time in the episode of Dragon Ball Z, right? Like that's how I felt. Yeah. It's getting to a point now where I'm getting fucking sick and tired of having to say, we'll have to wait and see for things that haven't been addressed, haven't been fixed. And I'm, I don't want these guys have incredibly, these men, women, non-binary, whatever you uh, choose yourself. All these game devs and everybody working for these studios have it incredibly rough right now, especially with the pandemic going on, working remotely, whatever it may be. And I'm, I never, ever want to shit on anybody that works in this industry or any industry for that matter. We're all people right? We're all human beings. We all have feelings. That's that. But the thing that really irritates me is that I get that all I can physically do, all I can personally do is literally wait and see what happens, right? Provide constructive criticism, uh, provide feedback via the appropriate channels, whatever it may be. And that's that. We just have to wait and see until things, if things or when things get fixed. But when you literally don't provide any sort of example as to when something's going to be fixed and you've been harped on about this for weeks or when you have other communities out there. And again, this isn't anything against them. Like I respect trying to remain positive in this aspect, but when you have other communities out there being like, just give it a year, just give, just give it a year. This game is going to be incredible in a year. Why the fuck do I have to wait a year? Are you kidding me? I even said, I even said from the get go, I, it would have sucked, but if they would have delayed it another year to have everything, I know there's other games coming out. 
I mean, shit, we are, we talked about it during, we just had our little just chatting session on Friday. We, there's so many other games coming out. I would have been upset a little bit that we would have waited another year because I was dead set. This fucker's coming out with the Xbox. No, it ain't. But when all these people are out there saying, guys, you just have to be patient. Just give it a year. This game's going to be incredible. Come on. Speaking about something that really blows my fucking mind. Let's talk about PC troubleshooting tips. And I even put in the show notes, this shouldn't be a fucking thing. This is by many. Uh, Latasio states, when you see all your friends having fun playing Halo Infinite on PC with shit ping, you have lost track of the times you've reinstalled and attempted fixes for it to stop crashing after one to two games and everyone just blames it on user error when it's only the game doing it. Golden Boy said, hey, Postums, can we help my buddy here? Seems like something very specific that the team might want to know about. And Postum says, I can definitely give an attempt. While putting together some lists for our internal team, I've come across a lot of troubleshooting tips players have gone through, and this thread has a lot of uh, has a lot of folks that has resolved their crashes. Guys, this is a fucking Steam thread titled Crashing. Post your crashing experiences and solutions here. Your game was built from the ground up, supposedly built from the ground up to support PC players. Why the fuck are we being redirected to a Steam thread on issues that shouldn't even fucking exist? I don't even play it on PC anymore because of the amount of shit that takes place on that platform. I literally had one crash on PC. At that moment, I vowed to not play it on the platform again. Period. If you want to tout and advertise that your game has been built from the ground up for PC and you can't even fix driver problems correctly. There's bigger problems at play. Don't even get me fucking started on anti-cheat. It's not fucking existent. We got to report him on Halo Waypoint. Who's going to fucking take the time? Not me. Halo Infinite update. This is by... Unishek. Big Team Battle status update. Using the telemetry we received from the hotfix on January 19th that didn't fucking work, we were able to make a new build with an update that we believe should address the core issue impacting the BTB playlist. The studio ran a successful playtest today and plans to send it off for certification on Monday. That's today. After it's sent off, it will take some time to go through the certification process and to find out if it's approved. Once it's approved... We'll begin preparing the release to release it to the public. Since there's still a little more of the internal release process to go through, the earliest we'd expect the hotfix to land would be next Thursday, or aka this coming Thursday, February 3rd. Hopefully it fixes it. 
shop updates. This week, we rolled out individual items for the first time in the shop and have been paying attention to the feedback and covering everything from the presentation of items to specific pricing. We've seen the desire to have bundles while making the individual items within it purchasable on their own. This is not something the shop supports right now. And we're evaluating our overall presentation to see how we can better meet the needs and expectations. For the rest of season one, our focus is to provide a better offering of individual items and bundles to help players get the customization they would like, excuse me, without having to buy larger bundles. Our quick shift post holidays was in recognition that we were not delivering on value, quality, or price. The offers we are running now and will continue to run throughout season one are to help us learn what is working and what's not. This will take time, but we know that our learnings here will positively impact season two right off the bat. There have also been some questions about how and if previous bundles would return to the shop. And right now we're looking at this on a bundle by bundle basis. Some bundles will come back into rotation and some would be broken up to allow players to purchase their individual items. We'll have more info to share on this in the future. And yes, the cat ears, AKA perfect audio helmet attachment, will make a return to the shop again this season. And you know what? I'm going to turn off Ranty Josh for a second, and I just want to say that some of the store improvements that they made have been genuine improvements. Liking what I'm seeing there. The uh, the helmet being $7 was a big contention point, but just the fact that overall, when the, when the store updates came out, bundles were drastically reduced in price, like halved. Uh, individual items were halved as well. Just... Loving that. Keep that up. Behemoth, CTF, and Ranked. We already fucking talked about it. It's gone for now. And then this, okay. Cyber Showdowns, Neon Screen, and Neon Hawk. Will, I, I don't even think I mentioned this to you, but like, you know how you had the visor on uh, when we were playing? Um, In like, you can tell <laughs> when we're loading into a game, you can tell that it's off-centered. Yeah. So let's talk about it. Eagle-eyed players noticed these two armor effects weren't absolutely perfectly aligned with their Spartans' helmets, spurring some lighthearted memes. Don't worry, though. We've busted out our levels and protractors, and we'll get these centered when Season 2 rolls around. I get I'm going to put an asterisk, right? What I'm about to say. I understand that this quote unquote issue is probably like buried under the totem pole in terms of priority. But really season two. Okay. Again, thank you for continuing to provide quality feedback day in and day out on Halo Infinite. We see it all. We're acting on what we can quickly on what we can quickly while also taking stock of what we'd like to target for larger updates down the line. We hope you all have a good weekend. We'll see you online, but not in BTB. That's it for the regular news. God of games. Watch cotton COVID will is bound to happen. The kickoff classic took place, you know, we had, there were positive cases that came from Raleigh. You know, mm-hmm. it was bound to happen. Um, so Clayster tested positive after the kickoff classic, and he stated, 
Really happy I had to attend a meaningless kickoff single elimination event without proper testing and regulations. Fucking pathetic. Absolute breakdown from the CDL to only require uh, one negative test on Thursday for players and have zero rules for fans, even though we pushed for no fans, daily testing for players and staff. And of course, there's a ton of positive tests coming from this weekend. So brain dead. Envoy stated, uh, let's promote no masks in front row all weekend too. Barely six feet from our walkout places. Look, the event is lit. I'm watching staff have masks on their chins, talent taking pics with fans and seeing them backstage minutes after. So the COD League put out a statement and they stated, we're sad to hear that some of our players tested positive following the kickoff classic. All teams are required to provide the CDL with a plan to be tested for COVID prior to traveling to Arlington. Upon arrival, all staff and players were also required to test and produce a negative test prior to entering the venue. That is in line with Thursday. Also in line with our policy last season, the kickoff classic had a mask mandate within the venue and staff had, uh, and staff and signage to remind our fans of this requirement. Okay. Sounds like they didn't enforce it. And lastly, we offered retesting to all teams and staff on day three. Player, fan, talent, and and on-site personnel, health and safety remain a top priority for all CDL events. And unfortunately, there's an inherent risk at live events now, and we wish it weren't so. However, our health and safety protocols will always meet or exceed any local regulations. I'm just going to throw this out there. I would say that from what I saw, I'd say I felt 90% of Raleigh's attendees abided by the rules, but there was a probably a good 10% of the amount of people in the venue who were not abiding by the mass rules. Um, and there was nobody, nobody going around like no security official, no health official, no event personnel going around demanding people to put their masks back on or anything like that. I saw literally no instance of that. Right. I mean, the, people who were there were too busy running the tournaments and the event to be running around enforcing. There was no extra staff there for that is what I'm trying to get at. Sure. The security team that was there was upstairs before you entered the venue. Yep. Most of them were. And yeah. Yep. Um, Clay, all I'll say is uh, I feel for you. Um, everybody else who tested positive from the event, I feel for you. Um, I just hope that things can be done better. And I don't want to point blame, but esports engine ran both events. So if you want to provide feedback, uh, constructive feedback, I would suggest going to them. If you haven't already make your voices heard. And uh, like I said, hopefully things will change for the future because they will be running um, the official HCS events and they will be running the official COD League events. So like I said, they're going to be following protocols that are for the specific city and state that they're in. Um, But voice your feedback appropriately to them. How about Call of Duty and Microsoft? This is by Jason Schreier. 
He states, Activision is committed to releasing at least the next three Call of Duty games on PlayStation, even after the Xbox acquisition, according to people familiar with the deal. That includes COD 2022, 2023, and Warzone 2 in 2023. After that, it's hazier. So, there's that. And then the big one, uh, literally today, Sony is going to be purchasing Bungie. Um, this is by Brendan Sinclair of GameIndustry.biz. Sony Interactive Entertainment today announced a deal to acquire Bungie for $3.6 billion, the latest in a string of big-ticket uh, consolidation deals in the games industry. After the deal closes, Bungie will be, quote, an independent subsidiary, end quote, of SIE, Sony Interactive Entertainment, run by a board of directors consisting of current CEO and chairman Pete Parsons and the rest of the studio's current management team. Sony has said Bungie will remain a multi-platform studio with the option to, uh, quote, self-publish and reach players wherever they choose to play, end quote. At present, the studio is working on maintaining uh, Destiny 2, expanding the Destiny franchise, and working on new IP. Quote, we've had a strong partnership with Bungie since the inception of the Destiny franchise, and I couldn't be more thrilled to officially welcome the studio to the PlayStation family, uh, said SIE president and CEO Jim Ryan. Quote, this is an important step in our strategy to expand the reach of PlayStation to a much wider audience. We understand how vital Bungie's community is to the studio and look forward to supporting them as they remain independent and continue to grow. Like Bungie, our community is core to PlayStation's DNA and our shared passion for the gamer and the building uh, and building the best place to play will now evolve even further, end quote. Parsons said SIE supported the studio's dual goals by making generation-spanning entertainment while staying creatively independent. Quote, both Bungie and SIE believe that game worlds are not only the beginning of what our IP will become, end quote, Parsons said. Quote, our original universes have immense potential and with SIE's support, we will propel Bungie into becoming a global multimedia entertainment company dedicated to delivering on our creative vision, end quote. You want to know what that reads to me as well? Mm. Sony also owns... Uh, studios for television. They literally make televisions. They, they, they own a lot more than just video games. So when Bungie says that they want to become a global multimedia entertainment company dedicated to delivering on our on our creative vision, that sounds like we're branching out. Movies, TV shows, thing, movies, TV shows, things like that. I should talk about the mic. I will say, I really hope the like, oh, get Monte Carlo for a full year before anywhere else does on PlayStation doesn't come back. Well, Will, I'm glad you asked that. That's some bullshit. <laughs> Especially if like with, with the cross-platform play now, yeah. if Sony players get like overpowered weapons. And you're like, you're screwed in PVP. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh-oh. No, no, no. This It's, it's good. good. It, it's good. You're, I promise you, what you're saying is not like, let me just say that in the for the time being at least, what you're worried about is not going to happen. Right. Okay? So here's from Bungie. This is Bungie joined Sony Interactive Entertainment. We believe games have limitless potential. And that to do anything worthwhile in entertainment... We must bet big on our vision, on our studio, 
and on our incredible team of trusted creators who build unforgettable worlds that truly matter to people. In Sony Interactive Entertainment, we have found a partner who unconditionally supports us in all we are and who wants to accelerate our vision to create generation-spanning entertainment, all while pre uh, preserving the creative independence that beats in Bungie's heart. Like us, SIE believes that game worlds are only the beginning of what our IPs can become. Together, we share a dream of creating and fostering iconic franchises that unite friends around the world, families across generations, and fans across multiple platforms and entertainment mediums. Today, Bungie begins our journey to become a global multimedia entertainment company. Creative Freedom. Since taking flight in 1991, Bungie has always charted the future with our own star map, a path that is driven by our people and for our community. We are continuing that journey with new worlds in development, and we can't wait to share them with you. With SIE, the potential for our universes is unlimited. Our future games will take bold steps into unexplored spaces for Bungie, continuing to push the boundaries of what is possible and will always be built on a foundation of creating meaningful, lifelong friendships and memories. We remain in charge of our destiny. We will continue to independently publish and creatively develop our games. We will continue to drive one unified Bungie community. Our games will continue to be where our community is, wherever they choose to play. What's up, Martin? Welcome back to the live show. With SIE's support, the most immediate change you will see is an acceleration in hiring talent across the entire studio to support our ambitious vision. If this speaks to you and you want to help us put a dent in the universe, we are hiring across all disciplines for Destiny 2 and for all new worlds beyond. Three decades and counting. What makes our world come to life is our community and our people in the studio. Our people are the soul of Bungie. Empowered by our people, we have pushed the boundaries of what we thought was possible and transformed who we are as a company. Over the past 30 years, the inviting worlds we've built have turned into thriving communities, and that community is the true magic. These communities have taken Bungie beyond games. They have forged lifelong bonds and humbled us with the real, meaningful good they drive within us and the world. More than anything, SIE understands that our people and our community are both a priority and the heart of our success and are willing to stand alongside us as we continue to use our platform to drive action towards a more welcoming and equitable world. Our goal is to build a place where the world's most creative and talented people can come and do their best work, no matter who they are, where they're from, or how they identify. And that's the real dent in the universe we want to make, the one we want to last beyond us. Be a part of the future with us. See you starside. And then finally, Destiny 2, our shared vision. This is an FAQ that was presented, and this is going to answer the question from you, Will. Mm -hmm. So first, as a Destiny 2 player, does, Bun does Bungie becoming a part of PlayStation have any immediate impact on how I play and experience Destiny 2? No. Our commitment to Destiny 2 as a multi-platform game with full cross-play remains unchanged. We want you to play The Witch Queen on February 22nd, 2022 on the platform of your choice. Will the Destiny 2 experience on non-PlayStation platforms be impacted by Bungie becoming part of PlayStation? No. We want to maintain the same great experience you already have on the platform of your choice. Will any unannounced seasons, events, packs, or expansions be changed or impacted by Bungie becoming part of PlayStation? No. 
Bungie retains full creative independence for our games and our community. Our plans for the light and dark saga are unchanged all the way through the final shape in 2024. Will Destiny 2 The Witch Queen include any platform exclusives? No, The Witch Queen will not contain any platform exclusives. Every player should have an amazing Destiny experience no matter where you choose to play. Will cross-platform features like cross-save, cross-play, and Destiny 2 companion app or third-party apps like Destiny Item Manager be changed or removed? No. Bungie has future games in development. Will they now become PlayStation exclusives? No. I play Destiny on Steam, Xbox, or Stadia. Will my platform still be supported? Yes. Now, the question before that, you have other games in development. Will they now become PlayStation exclusive? The fact that they just outright come out ahead of it and say no, awesome. I think Sony is buying the properties. The properties. Yeah. There might be might be Destiny things in the future. Oh, yeah. Like, if you think about a Destiny film produced by Sony, the amount of money that Sony is making based off of that, depending on how good the film is, obviously. Well, you, like, you just think about those those gun sounds. Like, you get the thorn in there. You get a little green effect Dude. on your enemy. Little, I want it. We love the universe of Destiny. And it, it could definitely transcend mediums. So And if you think about it, the amount of storytelling... Uh, in, in my opinion, they missed on storytelling in Destiny 1. Oh, yeah. They could go back and do Destiny 1 content through movies and TV shows, right? I love that idea. Because we, we do know that D1's story was kind of in the, in the development hell. Kind of like how a Halo Infinite was when we read that information, right? Yeah. Where it was uh, Staten. I think it was Staten, actually who had the initial idea for destiny one story. And then it was kind of scrapped. So we, we, we can only imagine what that story would have been, you know, but Hey, now with these new mediums, maybe, I mean, he, he works for Microsoft. So that'd be kind of hard, but <laughs> you never know. Um, but will that's it for kind of the games. Watch. Yep. Which means it's time for Will's adventures with the nail overs. Maybe Destiny 2. <laughs> well, what'd you play? So yeah, I did jump into Destiny 2 a little bit. Um I have a work friend that's been playing it a lot. Nice. And I hadn't touched the 30th anniversary content. Okay. With the uh the Dares of Eternity from Zer. Uh, the fucking the horse. horse. The horse yeah. is amazing, dude. It's just I want, my I, horse. My horse is amazing. <laughs> I want more of that content. Um, so I got the the BR, got the sword, and I got the forerunner, which is the pistol. Yes, and that's it, right? That's the, all. That's the three weapons besides the Galahorn. Yes, there there are two swords. Oh, so like, like the the rumor is is that so? Did you get like the arc one? Yeah. Okay. So there's a void one as well, and the rumor is. Because they're both separate halves. Yeah. Like, if you look at it, it looks like it's a half a sword. Yeah. The rumor is that once the Witch Queen comes out... This is not confirmed in the slightest. This is all speculation. The rumor is that once the Witch Queen comes out, there's going to be weapon crafting. Like, that's confirmed. Oh. So the question is, are you able Dude. to combine the two? Now, apparently, the perp, the Void one is very, very rare. Yeah, I was going to say, how the hell do you get it? It's very rare. It's just a drop. But it's very rare to, to have a drop. 
We grinding. No. Yeah, baby. But yeah, uh, that would be sick. That's the rumor, though, is that uh, once weapon crafting comes out in the Witch Queen, there will be an opportunity to fuse them and make an actual like full blown energy sword. That would be cool. It would be very cool. Be a cool way to utilize that feature, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Really neat. So yeah, played some Destiny 2, played Dares of Eternity. Um, man, now I know what I need to do next is get the, the Void Energy Sword somehow. Grind the the game for it. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i look it up while you keep uh, talking about the next game that you play too. Yep. Um, F1 was skipped this week. Uh, the Latifi League. Um, sounds like not enough people signed up. Okay. So instead of th- throwing like a five-person race... They just moved on. We'll play it next week. Um, and then I played some Escape from Tarkov again. Um, that game is a joy and a nightmare all in one. Because, yeah, it's it's, it's Tarkov. Um, I, I don't know what else to say about Tarkov at this point. It's my, uh, I feel like I am a, a stash sorter most of my time because I'm running out of freaking space with all the stuff I have. But... I don't really, in, in relative, like, I don't have that much stuff because I don't have my cases and cases and cases to store all my stuff. So it's like, it's it's a weird thing where, like, I just need more room. And I feel so bad for the people who don't buy the EOD edition and get the extra storage space and you have to, like, literally level up your storage space. It, like, makes no sense. Like, you can't just hold on to items. It's 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 crazy. It's, it is crazy. But those are, the, those are the two games I'm playing. Some Destiny 2 and Escape from Tarkov. I'm going to wait. I mentioned about going back and playing God of War. I am going to wait until the Ragnarok release date comes out. Cause then Same. that'll give me a better idea of like, let's, you know what? Maybe I'll just play it rolling into Ragnarok. Exactly. My plan. So, there we yep. go. With so many other games coming out anyway. So it works out. Sir, what'd you play Josh? Well, update on the purple sword, Ooh, purple sword. Um, it is just, you can get it from the Zer chest and it is extremely rare some people get it right away. Some people it takes forever. You just use treasure keys. The one right in front? I believe so, yep. Because there's the other ones in the background. Not those. Okay. Those, if you go back and look at those, they all contain specific rewards. And there's there's one set for Hunter, one set for Titan, and one set for Warlock. Oh. Yeah, they're the ornament three. set. Yep. And then... um. Wait, the ones that you get from purchasing the... No, that's the streetwear or whatever. Oh. Yeah, these are... This is a different ornament set. This I think this Damn. is the marathon set. So like Bungie made an old game back in the day called Marathon. That's a lot of work. Yep. Um. So I think it's the Marathon set. And then also, uh, look cool. there's like there's a ship, there's a ghost shell, I think. Yep. And then I saw those. Yeah. Yep. Um, the ship is fucking weird. It's like a meteor. Do you see that shit? Really? Have you seen the ship? You should look up the ship. I'll look it up. Talk. Yeah. But uh, no. It apparently just get it from uh, the Zer chest at random, or uh, apparently somebody got it as a pinnacle. Uh, after finishing three days of eternity. So oh. just keep that in mind. But yeah. Have you done much of the, uh, like the lightning round at the end? I've gotten two so far. Okay. I don't know how it spawns. Is it random? No, it's like you have to be on your shit and like literally go too fast. Okay. That the, the, the horse is like, I need more. And then you get a lightning round. Okay. I thought it was based off of like, if everybody in the group got the favor, what the, what's the favor? So, you know, like the obstacle courses that you go oh, through. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you get through it, you get like a rainbow shine above your head yeah. and you get the favor and it's like decreased damage taken and whatnot. That's all it is. It doesn't affect anything else. Yeah. Yeah. That's no. literally all it is, but it's cool. It's, I think it's literally, if you like wipe the floor with your enemies, like you have to be 
on top of your shit. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got it. And it was because there's a there's like a triumph to do lightning rounds. So that might be difficult. Oh well. Um I played a few games. I played Legends of Ruterra, Rune Terra, because I'm still just playing that. I think it's fun. Um I played a little Monster Hunter Rise on PC. Still just plugging away little by little on that. It's a fun time. And then uh I did actually pick up uh Pokemon Legends Arceus or Arceus Arceus or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um and to me it's it's a nice to me it's a chill experience. You have it's it takes that tried and true uh capture and battle Pokemon formula and adds in a little Breath of the Wild exploring and uh Monster Hunter crafting and gathering to it. Um, there, there aren't gym battles. There are, there are trainer battles, but they're few and far between. Um, it is definitely a, the point of the game is to complete your Pokedex. That is the entire point of the game. Um, no online battling or anything like that. It's just, you are there to, to conduct research, um, in this region and you are there to complete the Pokedex and, Will, you know how when you complete the Pokedex in traditional Pokemon games where uh, you view it and you catch it, that's it? Yeah. Well, in this game, there are multiple different things, research tasks to do to complete a to complete that Pokemon's uh, like section within the Pokedex. So like catch this Pokemon a certain amount of time. Ba- yeah. Battle this Pokemon a certain amount of times. Now, granted, the, in these open world sections... Um, a la Monster Hunter or whatever, or Pokemon Sword Shield, uh, you see the Pokemon out there. Yeah. So it's not random or anything like that. You can see them. You can engage. Uh, there's another one like capture uh, this amount of this Pokemon while not being seen. So like you can hide in the tall grass, right? You can like sure. you can like Stealth get up. the pounce on them, right? Um, there's a, there's different things there. You can watch a Pokemon do a certain amount of move, and it's yeah. There's just different things to it. It's I can definitely feel that it would get monotonous trying to do all those things because like after I've caught in the, the fifth Bidoof, I don't want to fucking capture 15 more Bidoofs, you sure. know? Sure. So it is what it is, but it's okay right now. It's a good, like chill laid back. stuff. starts to feel like homework. Yeah. Like what's the point of this? Exactly. And I don't want, it's not there yet for me. I'm still early on and I don't want it to get there. Sure. So there's you don't want to like, do it for the sake of doing it right like you exactly there's no point to it at that i want to have fun it's the whole yeah. point of video games so yeah right now it's keeping attention so yeah. make it happens. feel like homework make it feel like a goddamn video game exactly i'm done with fucking homework <laughs> i feel for dave dave if you ever listen to this I'm, I'm sorry you still have to deal with homework but fuck homework um yeah that's all i played all right then so will should we get into some shout outs so shout out to everyone who joined in the community play date. Um, we didn't have a traditional community play date this week. No, we did a, uh, Twitch watch along and we watched dude. Where's my car? The, the movie was so much shorter than I thought it was going to be or that I remembered it more like there was some stuff in there. I forgot about. Yeah, it was Luck- fun though. Luckily Twitch doesn't record the video. Cause I feel like the strip club scene may have gotten us banned. 
Oh, well, I mean, it's, it, I mean, if you, if we recorded it to be against DMCA, but no, right, that's right, why right. they have the watch party functionality <laughs> in Twitch because it's owned by Amazon. But no, right. I thought it was fun. Yeah, it was good. It was a good time. Yeah. Um, bummed that we didn't know beforehand that you had to have the prime video. Yes. Uh, logged into from, uh, if you wanted to view the watch party, cause Justin came in and was like, why am I just watching you guys watch a movie? <laughs> watching us talk about yeah. the movie that we're watching. Um, but yeah, uh, watch alongs will continue in the future. There is a plan. I have a plan for them done in a different way. And you guys will have to wait and see. Oh, there it is. Oh, and then, oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> and then happy belated birthday to lethal as well. Happy belated birthday to you. Community creation, Halo memes every day, redneck.com forward slash r forward slash Halo memes. Clips of the week number 142 by High Tech Redneck over on YouTube. Streets Ball simplified by Wonderboy. He laid it out pretty well. He did. He always does. It's, it's, oh, his yeah. short form videos are great. Uh, Halo Chamber, go check that out. And then my top 10 Halo Infinite Pros pre Anaheim. This is by Devious Grunt Alliance. Go check that out as well. Will, that's all I got. So without further ado, if you wouldn't mind, uh, I've ranted far enough on the show. Mm. So I think we should do a nice thing about closing it out with some plugs. Well, you know, you can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HCS Pro Talk. We are on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify, and others as well. Like Pocket Cast. Join our Discord. Join the community discussion. Link is provided in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show or on our Twitter. It Follow the link tree to get there. You can, speaking about Twitter, you can find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're also on YouTube if you want to check any previous content out. We are live on Twitch, uh, mostly Mondays at 7 p.m. Central. Check us out there if you want to catch us live. Go to hsprotalk.com. Basically, the central hub, the links to everything, or it's all there. Go check it out. Um, I did add a few items to our merch. Uh, last Friday. That you did. If you're looking for an HGS Pro Talk hat or a champion hoodie, um, the one the one year sub badge ones are gone, but the HGS Pro Talk, like the logo you see up there, is now available. So if you're interested in a champion hoodie, it's kind of nice. It's got this like gray insert on the hood. It's pretty thick. Fuck it's boy. A sweatshirt. So it's it's good stuff. Go check them out. And then, of course, don't forget about the fine folks over at Podcast Evolved. Make sure to check out halopodcast.com, your home for Halo. Your home for Halo! And Roy is no longer part of Sasquatch. Sad. Sad day. Uh, they have shows like pod, named Podcast Evolved, Mission Debrief, Book Club, Build with Blocks, and Halo Headlines for all your lore, missions, books, blocks, and Halo news stories. Go check them out at halopodcast.com. While you're there, you might see us there because... Okay, yeah, we're all right. We kind of belong. We're there. Yeah, I, you know. <laughs> yeah, we do have a we do have a short form segment on their show uh, called Inside HCS. Um, speaking of which, after we record this, we're going to record that segment, send it over to them. And uh, if you're interested in their segment for our show, it's called Map Legends, and it's phenomenal. And uh, yeah, they also release a segment to YouTube, if I'm not mistaken. So if you want to catch all the Map Legends segments, go check out their YouTube channel. Yeah, it's great. Fuck yeah. Good stuff. The best stuff. <laughs> All right. Uh, Josh, what do we got on the next episode? Ooh!
the HCS Anaheim pre-show, baby. Talk about predictions, the qualified teams, what we expect, what we don't expect. We'll have to wait and see. It's going to be a good time, though. I can't wait. Uh, second Infinite Land event. No spectators this time around. Yes. So just the players, their sticks, and the game. And probably some crashing alongside with it because, yeah. But, I mean, they did They did say that they will be playing on Series X's. Yeah. Whether or not they're dev kits, I forgot. Um, but the fact of the matter is they're playing on Series X hardware. Um, True. With PCs used as servers while they still work out the AMD issue that's going on there if it is, in fact, an AMD issue, which it sounds like it is. Um, so yeah, hopefully all the issues are ironed out. Um, but I say it all the time, the words of our show, we'll have to wait and see, but very, very excited for the second land to take place. Um, will, I, I talked to will about this beforehand while Raleigh was a great experience being there and everything. Part of me is just really excited to just sit back, relax at home, fully experience all the halo that's taking place. Because while we were at Raleigh, we really didn't get to watch a lot of Halo being played until Sunday. True. So this will be nice to get that full weekend, well, as much as possible, and watch the event take place. Very, very excited. Um, But guys, that is going to do it for episode 220 of HCS Pro Talk. If you're watching live, thank you so much for tuning in the live show. If you're listening to the audio version or checking out the VOD on YouTube, Twitch, wherever you may happen to consume the content. Thank you so much as well. Hope everyone has a phenomenal rest of your week. Uh, yeah, stay happy, stay safe and, uh, play some halo because while, while I do, while I did take a good amount of time on this episode to rant, I just love this franchise so much. And all we want is for this game to be the best state it possibly can be. And all we can hope for is that all the issues get fixed as soon as possible. Um, But yeah, have a great one, everyone. We'll see you next week. But until then.